My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm on the banks of the Neva River in St. Petersburg, Russia, and it is just so beautiful here. And right across the river is the Winter Palace, which is connected to the Hermitage Museum. It is quite a complex. And in that massive complex, there's one room that highlights Western European weaponry. It is the armor collection that was started by the Emperor Alexander I and was added to over the years by other emperors. It is magnificent. And today, the armor collection in the Hermitage has more than 15,000 various pieces of weaponry. But you and I have weapons. The Apostle Paul refers to them in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, where he says that we are to take the whole armor of God. Not just a piece here and a piece there, but God has given us all the weaponry we need to cover us from head to toe when we go into warfare with the enemy. My friend, God has given you everything you need and he commands you to be clothed with the whole weaponry of God that he has provided for me and for you. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I'm so thankful that you've let me come right into your space. Today, we're going to return to Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to pick up in verse 11. It's going to be marvelous today. But hey, if you're a partner, thank you for being a partner with our ministry. You are making such a difference in somebody else's life today. There are people sitting at home saying, Jesus, thank you for this teaching. And we're able to take this teaching to them because of you. That's what you do when you are a partner. And I want to say thank you. And if you're not a partner, please pray about joining us as a partner. You help put fuel in the tank so we can take this teaching to people all over the world. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. That's our job. But we can only do it because of partners who help us take this teaching to people all over the planet. And the moment you become a partner, we'll send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone. These gifts are our way of saying welcome to our partner family. And my friend, when we call you a partner, we really use that word partner very carefully. We really mean you're a partner in helping us do this work of the ministry. And please remember that if you have a prayer need, we're here for you. We want to hear from you. You can send us your email or you can give us a call. As soon as your email shows up in our inbox or our phone rings, we're going to begin to really pray for you for whatever it is that you're facing in your life right now. And we're offering you my brand new series. I'm so excited about this series and I want you to have it. It's called Dress to Kill. You don't have to take it anymore. My friends, you don't have to take it anymore because you are dressed to kill. This is a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. It's 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats and it comes with a study guide. The two of these together are just powerful. And we're also offering you my book by the same name called Dressed to Kill. Look at the size of this book. This is really a substantial book. It's about 500 pages. 
You will devour it in this book. You'll find out that God has given you all the weaponry you need to keep the devil under your feet. You're not trying to get him under your feet. He's already under your feet because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but weaponry keeps him there. It enables you to exercise your authority over the devil. That's why I call this dressed to kill. It gives you all the spiritual equipment you need to slay the work of the enemy that has tried to come against you or those that you love. And I want you to have this book. You can order it right now by going to our online store. Give us a call. We began in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, where the Apostle's writing to the church of Ephesus and to us. And he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We saw that that word finally is a Greek word which could be translated in summation for the rest of the matter. But in fact, it was used in other secular documents to mean this. We've saved the most important point to the very end. So if you don't remember anything else that's been discussed, you will remember this. That is how important the issue of spiritual weaponry was for Paul's readers. They were struggling. We already saw in the last program they had a head full of information, but on a practical level in their life, they were really struggling. We saw in Ephesians chapter 4, they were grieving the Holy Spirit. They had problems in their interpersonal relationships, backbiting, malice, gossiping. These are not the behaviors of victorious people. Even though their heads were full, practically they were in the middle of a fight. And so Paul says to them, hey, if you don't remember anything else I've talked about in this epistle, I've saved this to the very end because I want this to be foremost in your mind. If you don't remember anything else, finally we come to the last and most important matter at hand. Finally, my brethren. And this word brethren from the Greek word adolphos really means fellow fighter or comrade. He's speaking to fighters. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong. And we saw that that word strong is a compound of two Greek words, the word en, which means to place something into a container like water into a vessel. And it's also from the word dunamis. The word dunamis is the Greek word for power, for a force of nature, amazing strength, it is the very word used to describe the invading force of an army. It's the very word that Jesus uses to describe the power of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when he says, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That is the same word, the Greek word dunamis, which means the Holy Spirit's power is like a force of nature. When he shows up, it is like a spiritual hurricane, a tornado, like an earthquake. He shakes things up. When his power shows up on the scene, it is like heaven's army has showed up to drive back evil. But hey, these two words together, the word in and the word dunamis are compounded in Ephesians 6, verse 10, which means God has created this divine power, this dunamis power, not to be a free-floating power that just drifts in the universe, but he made it in to be placed into a receptacle, into a container, into a vessel, and that's where we enter the picture. God made you and me to be the containers of this power. God wants us to receive 
this power. We were fashioned by God to be the receptacles for this divine power. And I told you that this word in dunamao, here translated strong, in Ephesians 6 verse 10, was used by classical writers to describe individuals who were touched with power from the gods. And when they were touched, it transformed them into superhuman beings. Suddenly they had abilities they didn't have before. They had strength they didn't have before. They were superhumans. Well, that's what happens to you and me when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how weak we were before it transforms us. We have superhuman abilities. We are graced with supernatural powers. All of that happens when we get a new touch of the Holy Ghost. And that is why Paul says to his readers and to me and to you, my friends, be strong. In fact, in Greek, it is a command. It is not an option. It is not a suggestion. He's saying, do this, do it now. Be strong. Receive this divine infusion of power that will transform you and give you superhuman abilities. And we have to have this power because he's going to go on in the next verse to describe weaponry. The weaponry of a Roman soldier was very heavy, and likewise, our spiritual weaponry is very substantial. And we cannot function in spiritual weaponry if we don't have power first. So Paul begins with first things first, and in verse 10, before he ever gets to the issue of weaponry, he begins with the issue of power. He says, let's begin with power because you will never function in this weaponry unless you have a divine infusion of power. So receive it. It's yours for the taking. And then when we get to verse 11, he continues. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And guess what? This is very unusual but the words here translated put on is exactly the same Greek word for power in verse 10. It is the Greek word in duo. En, like putting water into a vessel or into a container. The word duo from the word dunamis, this divine power, a force of nature, like the power of an invading army. But this great power, this supernatural strength, Heaven's army, when it shows up, it's not just free floating power. It comes in us. But now when you come to chapter 6, verse 11, Paul says, when we receive it, here we have this word put on, the Greek word in duo. When we receive this divine power, that power begins to dress us. And it dresses us in what the Bible calls the whole armor of God. Now, I know that there are people who get up every morning and they say, I'm going to put on my spiritual armor. And they go through these motions like they're actually putting on spiritual weaponry. They say, I'm putting on my breastplate of righteousness. And they go through these motions like they're putting on a breastplate. I'm putting on my shield of faith. And they act like they're picking up a shield. I'm putting on my shoes of peace. I'm putting on my helmet of salvation. And if that assists you in your faith, that's fine. But going through those gyrations doesn't put anything on you. The usage of this word in duo, here translated put on, tells us that when you receive God's power, it is God's power itself that dresses you. It hits you as power. But when that power hits you, it puts a helmet on your head. 
When that power begins to operate in you, it is the power of God that begins to put a breastplate on your chest. It puts a shield of faith in your hand. It is the power of God that puts a sword in your hand and shoes on your feet. It is the power of God that dresses you. And as long as you walk in the power of God, you're going to be walking in spiritual weaponry. The day you walk away from the power of God, you will begin to drop your weapons. So the way for you to be dressed in the whole armor of God or to put on spiritual weaponry is to receive this divine infusion of power, which Paul describes in verse 10. When it hits you, it begins to put on you what Paul calls the whole armor of God. Well, what does that mean, the whole armor? Well, first of all, it doesn't say some of the armor. It says the whole armor of God. Whole armor in Greek is panoplia. Listen to what it means. It pictures a soldier fully dressed in his armor from head to toe. He's completely covered in weaponry. It is the full attire and weaponry of a soldier, and it included primarily seven pieces of weaponry. The loin belt, the breastplate, the shoes, and the shoes were comprised of two pieces, a shield, a helmet, a sword, and a lance. But let's begin with all of these pieces, and today I've brought some examples to show you. Now, when you come to this verse where Paul describes the whole armor of God, the Greek word panoplia, it describes seven pieces of spiritual weaponry, and together they were very, very heavy. You had to be very strong to carry all these weapons. And again, that's why Paul begins in verse 10 by saying you must be strengthened. You must receive a divine infusion of power because he knows we have weapons to carry. But he begins with a weapon which he calls the loin belt of truth. Now, if you were going to describe what I have on right now, you would probably talk about my jacket. You might talk about my shirt. You might even talk about my pants or my shoes. But I doubt that you would say, wow, Rick's belt is really impressive. In fact, the belt is almost not noticeable. But I will tell you, my friend, my belt is very important because if I don't have my belt on, I'll lose my pants. You'll notice if I don't have my belt on. Well, now when you come to spiritual weaponry, Paul begins with the most important piece of spiritual weaponry. He begins with the loin belt. And I've brought an example to show you. This is a replica of a Roman loin belt. Now look at it. The belt itself went around the waist and it had long straps that protected the reproductive organs because if a man was hit in his loins, he would lose his ability to produce. This is very important. You're going to see why in programs to come. But it was more than just a decorative item. If the Roman soldier did not have a loin belt, he would literally come to pieces. Do you know why? Because the loin belt wrapped around both sides of the breastplate and held the breastplate together. The loin belt was so vital that it had a clip on one side, and on that clip the Roman soldier hung his sword. If he didn't have a loin belt, he wouldn't have a place for his sword. On the other side of the loin belt was another clip where he held his shield. If he didn't have a loin belt, he would not be able to rest his shield while he was not fighting. On the back of the loin belt was a pouch that contained lances that he used to attack his enemy from a distance. The loin belt was the most central piece of weaponry, and it held all the other pieces together. And if a Roman soldier went into battle without a loin belt, 
he was guaranteeing he was going to come to pieces. You have to have a loin belt before you can go into battle. And the Bible calls it the loin belt of truth. What does that mean? Well, you're going to find out in coming programs. But then Paul goes on and describes the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate was the heaviest piece of weaponry that a Roman soldier had. It began at the top of the neck and went all the way to the waist, and often it had a skirt that went all the way to the knees. It was a very heavy piece of weaponry. It was both defensive and it was offensive. It was defensive because it protected all the vital organs, but it was also offensive because it was so brilliant. And in fact, when Roman soldiers marched together, in the heat, marched together in the heat of the day and the sun would begin to shine down on their shiny breastplates, it would create such a glare that the enemy would not be able to see to fight them. It was blinding to an enemy. And the Bible calls our breastplate the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is the heaviest thing God has given us. It is the most glorious, the most shiny piece of weaponry that we have. My friend, this is so powerful and it is so important. But wait, the Bible also says we have shoes of peace. What does that mean? Well, I brought one piece of a Roman soldier's shoe. Look at it. It was made out of leather, and notice all the straps. It had to be tightly bound around the foot. You'll find out why. This is called shoes of peace as we get into further programs. But if you look on the bottom, you'll find there were hobnails. These hobnails were used to hold a Roman soldier in place because they were long. These are blunted because I don't want them to be dangerous. But for a real Roman soldier, they were long, and when he put his foot onto the ground, his foot was firmly planted. He was very difficult to move. In the same way, the peace of God holds us in place. The enemy tries to push us out of our place, but the peace of God holds us in place. So we become very difficult to move. But wait, wait, wait. That's just one part of the Roman shoe. There's another part. The other part was called a grieve, and this is one grieve for a Roman soldier. It began on the top of the foot. That's what this was created for, and it went all the way to the knee. Notice that it's made of metal. What was the purpose of a grieve? Well, it really made a Roman soldier look like he had on boots of steel or boots of metal. But this was very important because he was commanded to walk through rocky places. And if his legs were not protected, he would be gashed. If he made it past the rocky places, he was commanded to walk through thorny places. If he made it beyond the rocks, the thorns would get him. But if he had metal on his legs, his legs would not be gashed. His legs would not be cut by the thorns. And likewise, in life, sometimes we walk through rocky places and thorny situations. But when you have the peace of God operative in your life, first of all, it holds you in place when the devil tries to move you. And secondly, the peace of God is protective. It enables you to walk through really rocky places and thorny situations without ever getting cut or ever getting bruised. That is the wonderful peace of God. But wait, Paul also tells us that we are to take the shield of faith. Well, here on my set, I have two shields. I have one that is red, and I have this one. The shield of a Roman soldier was both tall and wide. And in fact, when a man came into the Roman infantry, he was measured. And a shield was made for his own specifications to make sure he was covered from the top 
to the bottom and from side to side. And this agrees with Romans chapter 12, verse 3, which says, God has given to every man the measure of faith. Don't worry that somebody else has more faith than you. God gave you enough to make sure you're covered from top to bottom and side to side. And the Roman shield was very, very heavy, but no soldier would go into battle without a shield. And likewise, God has given us a shield to make sure we are protected and to make sure we are completely covered. And the Bible calls it a shield of faith. But wait, we also have a sword. And the Bible calls it the sword of the Spirit. Wow. The word sword is a Greek word, mikaria, and it describes a sword just like this. It was a double-edged sword. It was deadly. It jabbed, it stabbed, it totally massacred your enemy. And likewise, we have a sword, which the Bible calls the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, which means the word of God in our mouth has stabbing power. It has the ability to put the enemy on the run and to render him inoperative. That is the power of the word of God when it is in our mouth. Say amen. But wait, the apostle Paul also says we have a helmet and he calls it the helmet of salvation. Well, here I have an example of a Roman helmet it's made out of metal. It completely covered the sides of the face, the front of the face, even the back of the neck. And notice it had this flume of horsehair in the top that was brightly covered, colored. This made the helmet extremely noticeable. That's very important because your salvation is the most noticeable thing God has ever done in your life. When you meet a person that's saved, you can tell they're saved. You notice it. When you walked up to a Roman soldier, and he had this plume of horsehair coming out of the top of his head. You couldn't help but notice him. Likewise, when a person is saved, you can really see they are saved. Salvation is noticeable, but notice it protected the head and the back of the neck. And the reason it protected the back of the neck is because his enemy carried a battle axe, which was designed to take his head off of his shoulders. But if he had on a helmet, his head would be protected. And now we find God has given us salvation to protect our mind and to protect our head. But wait, we're not done yet because there were seven pieces of weaponry. So there has to be one more, and that is the lance. And the lance is found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, when the Bible says, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. I call this our lance of influence. When we use prayer effectively, it becomes a lance with which we attack the enemy from a distance. That is the power of prayer and intercession. So now you have all seven pieces of this weaponry, which this verse calls the whole armor of God. And according to this verse, when you put on the whole armor of God, you are able to stand against the wiles of the devil stand against is the Greek word stani, which pictures a Roman soldier standing tall, his head held high, his shoulders back. He's not drooped in depression and in lack of defeat, but rather he is proud. He is confident, not in himself, but in his weaponry. And likewise, my friend, when you're dressed in the whole armor of God, you can throw your shoulders back and be confident. You have everything you need to stand against the wiles of the devil. I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. The devil is real, and as long as you seek to live in God's will, obey his word, and drive back the forces of darkness, the devil will do his best to oppose and thwart the plan that God wants to accomplish through you. 
But God has given you everything you need to victoriously stand against the devil and to thwart his attacks. That's right. God has provided you with a complete set of spiritual armor that will put the devil on the run every time. With that weaponry at your disposal, you are dressed to kill. In the in-depth 10-part series, Dressed to Kill, Rick Renner covers the power needed to sustain you through any battle, the seven weapons God has provided for you to use against the enemy, the way to stand victoriously against the wiles of the devil, the God-given strategy to keep the devil under your feet, and so much more. This powerful, life-changing 10-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20. You can also order Rick's companion book on spiritual armor and spiritual warfare called Dress to Kill. This fully illustrated 500-page book will answer your questions about the often misunderstood subject of spiritual warfare. It will teach you how to put on the full armor of God and the important role each piece of armor plays in defeating the enemy. This powerful classic on spiritual warfare and spiritual armor can be yours for just $22. Don't miss this special offer, this series, Dress to Kill, and Rick's companion book, Dress to Kill. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. This week, take advantage of our two-week cyber sale. We're offering a 25% discount on all our resources. That's right, 25% off everything at our renner.org store. Go to renner.org right now and save on all your favorite teachings by Rick and Denise. Now is the time to order the products you've been waiting for. Go to renner.org today and save big on books, CDs, study guides, and more. Go to renner.org to order. Hey friends, this is Rick Renner and Joe Renner. It is so good to be with you, Dad. Joel, I always like to be with you. You know what I'm excited about? What? This project we're working on. And what is this project? This is our new Moscow TV studio. This is the slab and they poured the concrete yesterday. I was amazed. They poured from morning to the end of the evening because the slab is so enormous. And on this slab, they're about to put up the walls in two weeks. And finally, when it's finished, there's going to be a studio for me where we're going to produce up to five different programs, a studio for Denise, offices where we're going to receive calls and answer letters and minister to people's needs. And Joel, we even produce our programs, not just in Russian and in English, but in a whole myriad of languages. It's amazing. It really is. Praise God. People are hungry for the Word of God. And I believe we'll be able to film and produce many programs so people's lives can be filled with the Word of God. You know, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And I really love that verse. I believe that verse describes our assignment. Our job is to feed many people, but we can only do it because of partners like you. And when we call you a partner, we really mean you are a partner. We can't do this by ourselves. We do this in partnership with you. And today, we want to say thank you. And we're pretty excited about the new slab. So we wanted to show you. And now the walls are going to go up. And by this time next year, we're going to be producing programs right here. And thank you so, so much for being a part of our giving team. Today, I've been talking about the whole armor of God, and we are commanded in Ephesians 6, verse 11, to put on the whole armor of God. And I've told you today that when you receive the power of God, that power hits you and immediately begins to dress you. It puts a helmet on your head. 
It puts a breastplate on your chest. It puts a shield of faith in your hand, a sword in your hand. It gives you a loin belt of truth. It gives you a lance. It gives you a sword. It gives you shoes. You have everything you need when you're walking in power because the power of God literally dresses you with spiritual equipment. And I want you to have the whole series on this subject, which is called Dress to Kill. The whole title is, You Don't Have to Take It Anymore Because You're Dressed to Kill, A Biblical Approach to Spiritual Warfare and Armor. It's 10 parts. This is a series that you really need to order, and you need to hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it. My friend, I want you to really know you've been dressed to kill by the Spirit of God. And it comes with a study guide that you will just love. And we're offering you right now the whole book called, Dress to Kill. It's about 500 pages. It comes with wonderful illustrations to show all these pieces of weaponry which God has given to you. My friend, this is a book you will devour and it will prepare you to stand against the work of the devil in your life. God's given you everything you need. You just need to know how to be dressed to kill. But let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much that you have not left us naked before the enemy. You've provided everything we need. We embrace it by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there's power. And I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> 